Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here with episode three for this week. I published something on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I'm very proud of that because I said I was going to do it and I and I did it. Um, also, so I had one guest swear quite a bit on this show, right? So from that one episode, I now have to, like one, say that that episode is explicit and it means that the whole podcast is now marked as explicit content. So fuck it. We're going to start fucking swearing on this podcast show because I'm like, I'm not even doing it on any of the other episodes and I'm fucking Australian. (laughs) So I feel like, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more swearing in this podcast show. If you have a problem with it. Uh, I mean, you can let me know, but I probably won't change anything about it. So <laughs> I'm letting loose. I'm um, I'm embracing the fact that this is an independent podcast now. And look, I mean, obviously, I'm still going to promote myself a little bit and what I'm doing. I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, this episode is the first in a series of live streams I've been doing on LinkedIn and YouTube. Now, I've been doing it every Wednesday morning at around 10 o'clock, sometimes 10, 15. Um, and it's called my Seen and Heard series. So it's about how we can showcase our work online, how we can make sure that we're visible online. I see a lot of people trying to do stuff online and it's so hard to find them. Uh, so... I wanted to put this series together to one, encourage anyone out there who's like, you know what? No one's actually seeing my content uh, to find out how they can do that. And also to gain the confidence to do that as well. So that's what this series is about. Now I've been doing it fortnightly uh, for a few weeks now. And this episode is the first one I did. So this is probably, I think it's about maybe... Maybe I did about five five weeks ago or so. Um, wait, I can tell you exactly when I did it. Let me look it up right now. It was streamed live on the 17th of June, 2020. Where are we now? We're on the 16th of July, so almost a month ago. Still very relevant. Basically, I got really, really fucking excited because I got to a thousand YouTube subscribers, which is actually a really big deal because it's when YouTube goes, you know what, we're going to actually let you monetize on the platform now. It's not like you make heaps of money straight off the bat, but because my channel's a business channel, it actually does make a bit more money than uh, channels that are doing sort of more consumer focused 
content, uh, which is great. So on average, I think I get about $20 per 1,000 views and it goes up to like $400 per 1,000 views depending on what video it is, where on average I've read it's like $8. So I'm pretty happy about that. And if you're listening to this and you're a business person and you have a lot of business expertise, I'm kind of saying this in case this is something that you want to do, particularly if you're in the podcasting game. So if you're a podcaster and you're kind of, I'm seeing this happen a lot now, you're doing what I used to do, which is putting you just putting your podcast up on YouTube as like an afterthought. Uh, it's not a good idea to do it that way. I wish I knew that when I started doing things. You need to, and this probably sounds, maybe this sounds really obvious to you, uh, but I am seeing a lot of podcasters do it, so I think it's worth saying. Uh, you really need to optimize for the platform that you're on. So in this live stream, I'm going to talk about what I've learned, my journey, how I got my first thousand subscribers, things I wish I knew that I realized right towards the end in the last like, you know, I was just getting my last hundred subscribers to get to a thousand that I was like, oh, why didn't I know this before? Um, So some really, really great tips and advice here that I wish someone had given me. Um, But if you want to watch this live, come tune in on YouTube or on LinkedIn. I'll put the links in the show notes. I'd love to see you live. As you'll hear in this episode, I chat with the people who join the live stream uh so there's some people who are silent they just kind of sit there and watch it and other people get involved in the conversation um they add like facts which is awesome because sometimes I'm like I don't remember this fact and then someone's like oh here's the fact or they'll ask questions uh so I'd love to get to know you better because you're a listener of my show come check out the live stream and let's have a conversation. But if you miss the live stream or if you just like the podcast medium, I was like, you know what? Every Friday, I'm not sure whether I'm going to do every Friday or every second Friday, I'm going to start putting these episodes out. So every Friday expect, at the moment anyway, every Friday expect a seen and heard episode. This one's uh, on YouTube. The next one's going to be on podcasting and what I wish I knew when I started my podcast. Uh, So if you're trying to get into the digital marketing game, you're trying to increase your visibility online, you're trying to work out what you need to do do next, or maybe you're just like, I don't even know if I can fucking put my face on camera. This is a really good series to listen to and it's going to be here on the Grow Your Brand podcast every Friday. So without further ado, oh, just before we get on to that, I know I've been harping on about this for the last few episodes, but I have to do it every episode because people tune in and out depending on what they like. So If you like this show, if you're enjoying how much content I'm pumping out and you want to support me in continuing to get this content out on a regular basis, um, it's a lot of work and it makes me very thirsty for coffee. So I'd really love if you could jump on my Ko-fi page and buy me a cup of coffee. You can buy me a cup of coffee as a one-off thing. You can do it as a once a month thing. I mean, if you kind of think about it as like, if we met in person, would you shout me a coffee? It's basically the same thing, right? Like it's coronavirus. You might be in a different part of the world. We can't necessarily ever meet for coffee. Maybe one day we can. But in the meantime, jump on my Kofi page. So it's ko-fi.com slash Lauren Cress. Links are in the show notes. Um, anything you do, really, really appreciate it. I have no idea what's going to happen with my income <laughs> moving forward. 
uh, it's, I'm just, you know, as I've mentioned, I'm really moving away from what I was doing with my business. Um, I'm doing some really cool stuff actually at the moment, but, um, trying to work out how to monetize a few things at the moment. So anything you can do to help me and keep this independent, uh, would be awesome. All right. Have a listen to the live stream. Uh, and like I said, come join me on Wednesdays. Uh, to tune into the live streams. I'm actually live streaming Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, but Wednesday is the seen and heard one. So if you like this type of content, uh, come join me on a Wednesday. All right, guys, uh, have an awesome weekend and enjoy the show today. Now on Mickey D's, when you buy any crispy chicken sandwich or quarter pounder with cheese, you'll get a free medium fry and free medium drink when you order on the app. So do you have the app? How are you going to get this deal if you don't have the app? I know you have a phone. Anywho, if you have the app, enjoy your free fries and drink. If you don't, you can't see me, but know that I'm shaking my head. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only. I participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet episode to watch or meme to share the world may not want you to sleep but we do only the sleep experts at mattress firm can help you find the right bed at the right price unjunk your sleep in store or online at mattressfirm.com today so I had this thought recently and it kind of came out of talking to, you know, a few friends and col- well, I guess what people I would call colleagues. I mean, I run my own business. Uh, I don't have staff. So <laughs> colleagues for me are, are sort of peers, I guess. Um, so I've been having a chat with quite a few peers who've been saying things like, oh, I love that you're doing video content and like, how do you do that? And how do you have the confidence to do that? And, you know, sort of those kind of questions. And hey, Christopher, thanks for your um, message. Hopefully I'm sounding okay and uh, you don't mind the the waffling and, and me kind of being very rough with this one. But um, anyway, so people were kind of asking me, you know, how do you get on video and like, you know, you put all this content out and stuff. And I was kind of thinking, I'm like, you know, I meet so many talented people like all the time. It's actually one of the things I like love about what I do. Uh, is I just get to meet these amazing people like on my podcast show and all this kind of stuff. And I often feel like I meet people who are, um, thanks, Professor Gary Martin. Thanks, Christopher. Appreciate it. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are kind of almost wearing like an invisibility cloak when they're, you know, doing business uh, or in their career as well, right? It doesn't have to be, this doesn't have to be for people who are who are running their own business, but it's kind of like they're they're wearing this invisibility cloak And uh, I really want to help people take that invisibility cloak off. And so I wanted to kind of share uh, my journey and how I did that for me. Uh, And so that's why I'm putting this sort of series together. Uh, So, yeah, it's about being seen and about being heard. Because what I found when I've talked to all these talented people is it's not that they want to, uh, they necessarily want to be quiet or they don't want to talk or they don't have amazing insights, right? They do. Uh, but what seems to be the problem is it's almost like they need permission to like be seen and be heard. Like, really, is it okay if I do a video? Like, really, is that all right? And I'm like, yeah, it totally is. <laughs> you can totally do that, right? We're in this amazing time in the world where like we can 
we can push publish ourselves. We don't have to go through, you know, an editor or a, uh, thanks, Christopher. Yeah, I kind of like that. I mean, I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, so Invisibility Cloak was was something that kind of worked for me. Um, but, yeah, so I was kind of like I feel like people really, and, and, you know, I've had lots of discussions with people like, yeah, and then I, you kind of gave me permission. This is with clients as well. Like you gave me permission to be on camera or to put myself out there. And then I did that and then it felt really good. And all these great things happened, you know, and all these opportunities popped up. I'm like, yeah, like it's it's really amazing how we can we can do this now. It's amazing how we can connect with people uh, through the content that we put out there in the world. And so, yeah, that's what this series is about. And it's a little bit more stream of consciousness. I haven't really written down a whole bunch of points and hopefully that I think that works for the live stream kind of uh, media because people kind of jump in and hey Harry how you doing I hope you're doing well thanks for commenting uh, so yeah I hope I hope that's that's cool with everyone like I said a bit of an experiment but um, I think first I want to just share like where what my journey has been with this overall I'm going to talk about the YouTube stuff um, and if you're watching this not live, then you can obviously just fast forward to the YouTube stuff if you wanted to. Uh, but I'd encourage you to stay because I think it's really helpful to share these stories about, you know, kind of our own struggles and experiences with things. So for me, uh, people kind of often think like, oh, Lauren, like, you know, you're really confident on camera. Like you maybe you're just like... <laughs> I just thought of the L'Oreal ad, like maybe you're born with it, you know, oh no, that's Maybelline, not L'Oreal. Um, no, I was super, super scared about doing my first video, which was an on-demand video, uh, you know, where I put my face on the camera. Uh, and I was so uh, scared. I was so <laughs> worried that uh, I called the show Words and Wine because I wanted wine so that I could kind of calm myself down and like deal with the nerves of putting myself on uh, camera. But the, the really kind of funny thing about that is like it was on demand. It wasn't live. So if I didn't like it, I could just delete it. And uh, when I've talked to a lot of people about this, they kind of share that same fear. They're like, yeah, even though I know I can delete it, it's like seeing myself on camera and like looking at myself. And that's really, really uh, scary. Oh, thanks, Torsif. I hope that's how you say your name, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter, right? everyone's a Harry Potter nerd, I think. <laughs> and if you're not, you should be, no, um, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, you're right. L'Oreal is your worth it. And um, Maybelline is the, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Uh, so, oh, hi, Nelson. Good evening. It's morning time here. I hope you're uh, doing well in Brazil. So, uh, okay. What am I talking about? I'm saying, yeah, I was super scared uh, of putting myself out there. I did kind of, I, I, I built up to it, right? So I'd started off blogging. Uh, so it was like hiding a little bit more, like I could write. But you're still putting your thoughts out into the world when you write. And um, I think writing is such a powerful medium still and a really important one. But I think the, the big thing that I see for a lot of people is they have all this creative energy uh, and they might not be able to express it in their work um, or in their business, but they've kind of got all of this creative energy and it's like for whatever reason, maybe through conditioning or, you know, fear, it's sort of like, okay, I've got to put like the the cap on that. Like I can't, I can't share that creative, creative energy. Um, and what I see a lot of as well is like people will put stuff on social media, uh, which is sort of more like 
in the sense of, you know, like Facebook, you post post a photo of your friends or you're down at the beach or something, you share that on social media. But when it comes to actually sharing like knowledge and insights and like you, um, there's not very many people who do that. So it's it's I think it's kind of like a lot of it ends up being quite, uh, you know, surface level content and sort of, you know, like uh, just like, oh, here's a photo of my dog or my kids or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think what's really exciting about the time that we live in now is um, that's actually a term that a guy called Clay Shirky uses, which is cognitive surplus. And he talked about it back in like 2007. But it's like we have this, all this surplus of thinking and insights and we all are more than our jobs, right? We're all more than any particular vehicle that we put ourselves into to, uh, you know, be a certain way, like, you know, around our our. Uh, as a parent or like as a child you know of our parents or like all these different roles we play where it's kind of like these are different vehicles for us to be in and I think this one I think the the ability to actually create content and share some insights that you have and experiences and things like that I mean that's where you can really share your talents and gifts with the world I've been reflecting on this a lot lately and I think that it goes beyond just doing it for the sake of business and promotion, which is often where we see a lot of this stuff being talked about. Um, so, yes, I'm still rambling. Let's get on to the YouTube stuff because I feel like that's what people want to know about. And if you have questions, uh, you know, like I've said before, just just put them in the, the comments, say hello. Um, it's great to see all these uh, comments coming through. It makes me feel good anyway. Um, so today I want to talk about YouTube because something really ha exciting happened for me this week and it's probably seems really small in the scheme of things, but for me personally, it was like a big deal, um, which is that I got to my first thousand subscribers on YouTube. Now it took me a really long time to do that. I've been on YouTube for like four years actively um, publishing content and I'm sure a lot of people have done it a lot quicker than that. So I'm definitely not going to pretend I'm like an expert on like how to get heaps of subscribers. But I've learned some things recently which really, really helped to sort of like increase my uh, YouTube growth suddenly a lot faster. And I kind of wanted to share the things that, oh, thanks, Christopher. Yeah, I was, I was super, super excited about it. Uh, it's, it's, it, it does feel like a huge accomplishment. <laughs> um, so I wanted to share some of the things that I thought like, oh, you know what, like this was actually uh yeah these are things I should have done or I wish I knew about and maybe you you know it will be helpful for you if that's something that you're trying to do at the moment yeah next goal 10,000 and then 50,000 that's where I want to get to I want to get to 50,000 uh subscribers because that's where I can really see it being um really beneficial for me and and what I want to do as well uh but that will take that will take some time <laughs> so okay First, uh, first thing I should kind of talk about a little bit, I think, is like, why is YouTube important? And the answer to that is going to be different depending on, you know, who you are and what your goals are and that kind of thing. Um, before I was talking about sort of like, you know, creating content could be just a simple creative outlet. It could be like, I just want to sh get stuff out there because, you know, for me, it's like almost like a bit of a compulsion. I'm like, I can't tell you why. I just love I love doing this. I love uh, 
talking. <laughs> I love putting stuff out into the world. It, it makes me feel good. Uh, for some people, it might be like, I specifically want to share this kind of content. I specifically want to promote my business. I specifically want to connect with certain people. Uh, yeah, I hope so, Christopher. 50K would be uh, <laughs> really good. That's why, that's my hope. Well, I mean, you know, I'll work hard at it, but it's not just a, it's just not a nothing hope that I won't work hard at. Um, so I think the big thing with YouTube to understand in terms of why it's important, um, I'll give you some examples of like, if you have this goal, this is how it can help. So uh, let's look at it from the business perspective first. So uh, a lot of people getting into podcasting now. Uh, and podcasting is great. I do podcasting as well. One thing that I find with YouTube that's really, really great is uh, it's there's it's quite easy for people to search and find things that they're looking for. Uh, it's also the most used social media platform in the world, like worldwide. Like it's, I think it's something like it varies between like fifty to sixty percent of users in each country. Those stats might have changed. I looked at it a while ago. Um, but a lot of people use YouTube, uh, with podcasting, less people listen to podcasts than people watch YouTube, but obviously on YouTube, you've got a lot more, uh, competition. The thing that I find really great is that, uh, once you understand a few basic things about YouTube, it's actually quite easy then to understand, okay, this is how I can reach this audience. And this is how I can, uh, get them to engage with my content. But the other thing that I think is really, um, worth understanding is that we're playing a completely different game to an advertising game. So what I see a lot of people do in business is they kind of go, okay, like I need to get an audience. I need to get people interested in my product. I'm going to put a bunch of ads together. I'm going to advertise on Facebook. I'm going to advertise on YouTube. I'm going to advertise on Google, et cetera, et cetera. And what's really powerful about actually creating and, and understanding how to create valuable content for your audience that you don't have to pay to get to them, but they actually want to come and listen to is that you, you kind of, people start building your business uh, for you. And yeah, thanks to us. If that's a really good point, it's the second biggest search engine after Google. It is, it's hugely, hugely powerful. So if someone wants an answer to something, go to YouTube. If they want to watch a video about it, they type it in, they find it. And what a lot of us are doing, a lot of the, especially consultants are playing the game of kind of going, okay, so uh, I need to pay Facebook a bunch of money to first just, just interrupt people on Facebook and let them know what I'm selling. Then I need to get those people who are watching that initial video or image, like seeing that image or text or whatever, seeing that advert. And then I need to drive them back to my webinar or my value video or my landing page, right? So you're paying for people, you're paying a lot of money for people to get valuable content that will help them and then will also promote you, you know, if you, if you use the kind of typical webinar structure, it's like uh, at the end of the video, you'll kind of plug your product, right? And you'll be like, this is what I kind of do. And so, and if you've tried the Facebook game, like this is not a simple thing. It is difficult. Anyone who says it's easy, it's not. You either have to invest in finding someone who's really, really good at doing it and then paying them a lot of money to do that. Um, or you have to spend a lot of time trying to learn it yourself, figure it, figure it out. Again, you still have to invest a bunch of money just to do testing uh, and then get that content to kind of work. So for me, 
you know, coming from a sort of like, if I'm an expert, if I'm a consultant who sells like education, then that it doesn't really make sense. If I'm giving people like free value, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why should I be like paying to interrupt people who probably don't even want to hear from me to get their attention, right? And I'm not saying advertising doesn't work, but understand like this is kind of the comparison I'm making with like YouTube versus this. So in, uh, oh, thanks, Nilsson. <laughs> I laugh at myself a lot. I think that makes me, uh, maybe perhaps that's why I seem uh, joyful, but I am generally pretty happy. I'm happy when I'm doing this. I love doing this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, biggest mistake is to get traffic externally for YouTube. People need to use it in a way that builds audience natively. Yeah, I, I agree with you as well, Torsif. I think that um, what we're trying to do with YouTube and what works with YouTube and what I've seen work really, really well is we're trying to really create value in the same way that we would create a business product in the same way that we we actually need to, it's not so, so much a quantity game. And again, I learned that the hard way. I'll tell you more about that in, in a minute. But it's about creating really valuable content that actually really helps people. And what happens, and this is what works amazingly well on YouTube, is if you can create something that's really valuable that people want to share and they share it on their Facebook page or they share it with their audience, uh, very like, well, not very quickly, but over time, basically like you don't, you don't do anything with that YouTube video anymore. It markets itself. Like your audience markets it for you. They basically become your ambassadors and you don't even have to ask them to become your ambassadors. They do it because the content is valuable. What is great about that is the people who are sharing that content are likely to have friends that are also interested in the same thing that they're interested in, right? So it's like they're sharing it with their peers, then their peers share it with their peers and suddenly you're like, oh, I've got hundreds of thousands of views on my video. How, how did that happen? Um, so it's it's a really, really powerful way for like kind of finding the people who are happy to hear from you. They're not like being interrupted. They're like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Thank you so much. They leave comments on your video like, thank you so much for making this. I really, really appreciate it. And I think because they've discovered it themselves, because they've come to that content themselves, they're much more excited about it than if you've like interrupted them during their day and gone like, you need this and you should look at this. I think that uh, that can work, but it doesn't work nearly as well as organic uh, content does. And that's what the that's what the science says as well. You know, uh, SEO is still the number one way to drive traffic to your website and to, to drive a higher conversion rate as well. So um, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. But say if you're like, okay, Lauren, like I'm not even, do I don't have a business, like that's not, I'm just interested in YouTube. It, there could be a number of reasons that you're inter interested in YouTube. I'm not going to be able to answer them all necessarily. Um, but it could be like, you know, you know how to make something really well or, um, you know, you have like a hobby that you kind of want to share with other people and find other people who are interested in it. Or maybe it's a side hustle. Maybe it's not like a full-time business. Uh, or maybe you just want to talk about interesting concepts, you know, and all of those things are, are great reasons to have uh, a channel same with like a podcast um i think i think youtube does play a really important role 
in in spreading the word about things in a way that uh, it's hard to do on other mediums still. Um, okay, so what was the other thing I was going to talk about? What do you – I wrote myself questions <laughs> so I can stay on track with what I was saying. Um, so what do you wish you knew when you started your channel? Yeah, that's that was the question I was going to ask myself. So um, I, one of the things I wish I knew was what I just said about sharing. Um the other big thing is like I look back on my content now, I'm like, oh, there's so many mistakes I've made and like that video didn't, I've got so many videos that didn't do well um, for lots of different reasons. And now in hindsight, I can see it. But at the time I was kind of like what I did was because I was focused for most of the time I've had a YouTube channel, I've been really, really focused on like um, podcast content. So what I did is I kind of I'd record the podcast, I'd record the interview and the show and then I kind of put it on YouTube as a bit of an afterthought and I see heaps of podcasters doing this at the moment. I've looked at a lot of podcasts that they might actually be quite popular um, from a podcasting perspective and on Apple iTunes, but on YouTube they get like no views. It's like complete crickets. And I look at that and I'm like, you're not actually leveraging the medium because YouTube is a different medium to podcasting. I did exactly that. Uh, so now I'm kind of going through and auditing and seeing how I can shape things a bit better. But uh, on YouTube, what you you want to think about is the fact that it's 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 not a listening medium. So this is specifically for people who podcast, right? Like when we're podcasting, people are quite happy to uh, sort of have a podcast on in the background, you know. So if you talk to people who listen to podcasts often and say, like, oh, I love listening to a podcast when I'm doing the dishes or I love listening to a podcast when I'm driving to work, you know, it helps me feel productive or it helps me feel relaxed or, you know, they'll, they'll, the podcast helps them to feel a certain way and that's why they listen to the podcast. So they feel informed or they feel productive or they feel calm or that kind of thing, right? But it's an audio medium so it's it can be a little bit more in the background you can do other things but with a visual medium it's a lot more um you know like it requires a lot more attention like this it requires a lot more attention and you know I mean I probably will go on for too long on this video but it's a live stream so with a live stream video again if you think about the medium what generally happens is a lot of people will tune in and tune out some people will stay for a bit and for those of you who have stayed for a bit awesome thank you I hope you're enjoying this uh but what a lot of people will do is they'll kind of dip in and dip out and like uh come in and comment and then kind of go away and and so you can kind of have a longer form uh discussion because people will tune into different parts of it but with a youtube video what you've got to think about is like how do i package this best for people who are you know looking for something um what because youtube is a, a is a discovery platform people are searching for certain answers to certain things and uh yes like people vlog and vlogging can be quite sort of like oh i'm thinking about this but you do still need to kind of remember that at any point people can like jump off the, oh, yep, I got the answer I want, jump off the the YouTube video. Now there's heaps and heaps of like great stuff out there about what to do. Like you can just, you can look it up. But what I wish I knew was like you need to take yourself seriously as a YouTuber from day one. That's what I wish I knew. I wish I would have mindset-wise not thought about YouTube as an afterthought but instead thought of it as like 
this is a really powerful medium for me sharing my message. It doesn't have to be exactly the same as what I'm doing in a podcast, but it can really complement that and it can it can leverage that content that I'm that I'm creating through interviews and things like that. So structuring it in a way that's really engaging for people viewing it when remembering that they're actually seeking this content out, really, really important. If you have a, um, a business and you're promoting the business, think about how you can promote that at the end of the video or midway through the video uh, or at the beginning, you know, however you want to kind of structure it. Make sure that you talk about what you do in a way that's helpful based on how people are coming to that video, if that makes sense. So empathize with that person who's viewing it. Think, okay, someone is looking up this particular question, like how do I grow my business using outbound marketing, say, for instance? Okay, someone's looking for that. Where are they at? Who's looking for that kind of content? What do they, what answers do they want? What actions are they going to want to take? And how can I be of service to them? How can I most help them? using this this medium, using this touch point. Um, anything else I wish I knew? Yeah, heaps of things. The, the thing that really, really helped um, subscription-wise for me, uh, it like it doubled the rate of subscribers um, for me on a monthly basis, and I only changed this recently and I wish I changed it sooner, was um, have a YouTube video trailer. Like it's a really simple point that heaps of people talk about. But I actually literally saw the numbers go from like I was getting like 30 subscribers a month and it went like bang up to like 60 or 70, like straight away just from doing that. I had like I have a very short 45 second YouTube trailer and like this is what this channel is for. This is what it's about. This is who will find it useful and this is what this is what you'll find on my channel. I don't know if I already said that. Uh, that really, really uh, helps to get people to click subscribe um, if you're, if you already have a YouTube channel and you're kind of familiar with some things, I'm going to tell you a little bit of technical stuff that you, you probably are familiar with. So make sure you have end cards, make sure at the end of each video, you call out that, that call to action, to subscribe, to watch another video, um, to hit the notification bell, to, to write a comment. All of those things are going to tell YouTube, this content's really interested and people really love it. So again, that was something I didn't do, which is very hard in retrospect to go back and do. I can put an end card on my video, but I don't have like a voiceover with me saying like, you know, hit subscribe and blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of pops up on the screen. So call people's attention to that because if they've watched the whole video, the chances are is that they're exactly the people that you want to be ambassadors for your, for your channel and to help you grow that channel. Uh, and the other thing I really wish I knew about, and I kind of found out about this through a recent chat with someone from Google. So I was talking to a Google consultant and we were talking about my YouTube channel and he was like, check out TubeBuddy. And I went and checked out TubeBuddy and I was like, oh, this kind of does some things that I wanted to do. It's basically like sort of SEO and channel optimization. It's a tool that you plug in on, on Google Chrome. And I was like, yeah, this looks pretty, pretty good. And then... I did the very typical thing that a lot of people do when they're buying online, which is that I was like, hmm, I wonder what, who their competitors are. Let me just go do a little bit more research before I hit the buy button. So I, I searched for TubeBuddy and I found another, I found an article basically saying like TubeBuddy versus VidIQ and I'd never heard of VidIQ. I was like, okay, 
vidIQ is obviously a competitor. Let me check that out. And I was like, oh, this is so much better in my opinion. So um, vidIQ really helps to very quickly get a picture of like, this is the content I need to be doubling down on. This is the content my audience loves. This is the content that's not doing so well. Why isn't it doing well? These are the search terms I need to be, or the keywords I need to be using in my title, in my description. And they actually have like a, a little onboarding course that um, members have access to that is super useful. Like it is the best like short course I've done on on YouTube. Like it is just, it's so succinct and it's so like on point. And I only discovered that recently. And I'm like, I could have been doing this for like four years. <laughs> and I only discovered it like a few weeks ago. So um, yeah, I'm hoping that going from a thousand subscribers to 10,000 subscribers will be a lot easier than going getting my first thousand subscribers. Um, uh, the final kind of thing I wanted to talk about is uh Oh, I guess just understanding how to use YouTube also as a way of uh, getting inbound um, leads. So again, going back, I know I'm switching between if you're using it as a creative or if you're using it as a business person, but um, make sure that if you've got a video that's doing well, and again, this is something I wish I knew, if you've got a video that's doing really well, that's telling you something. Lots of people like this. Lots of people are sharing this. Okay, this is great. You only actually need one piece of content to do that for you to drive subscriptions, which was basically the case for me. I have like a handful of videos that have done pretty well and I've got one video that did really, really well. And that's basically driven the whole growth for the channel. Um, so that's where the quantity quality thing um, really comes in. You don't have to be making heaps of content, even though YouTube says like you should be posting at least once a week. You can, if you have a super, super good piece of content, uh, it can really r ramp up things massively for you. So if you've got those kind of pieces, what you want to do is look at, okay, like, so people really love this. Who who are the people that really love this? What are the comments? What are they asking for? And for me, what it was is people were asking for a downloadable resource that could help them sort of take away the key learnings from the video. And people kept asking me for it and I actually saw it as a massive hassle. I was like, oh, now I've got to create this PDF far out like do I can I be bothered doing that I don't really want to be bothered to do that like it's just for this random video and then here's the really really funny thing oh we could we could fly this is your summer that means six flags in the taste of an ice cold coca-cola we're talking thrilling coasters delicious burgers yes. real moments together and this Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. This, this is like a complete blind spot for me. At the same time as I was thinking that, I was thinking, how do I create a lead magnet to get people to sign up to a mailing list so that I can stay in contact with them about new content? And <laughs> I was like, I can't find any like ideas for lead magnets that are really like attracting people and getting them to want to download and all that kind of stuff. And then um, finally, at the end of last year, after this video had been up for like already three years and sort of growing on the channel, I was like, oh, maybe 
this is the same thing. Maybe the lead magnet is the ebook that everyone's asking for. Like, I know it seems so obvious in hindsight anyway. So I did that. I uh, created an ebook that everyone had been asking me to create. And uh, that has basically grown, that grew my mailing list. I had to actually start deleting people because I only wanted like a thousand people on my mailing list. Uh, And so if people were kind of like not really interested in getting more content, I've kind of made sure that I take them off my list and keep it really clean and really tight. Uh, But yeah, in like within six months, I had a thousand people just who had signed up for this lead magnet. And I was like, oh, that was a lot easier than than I thought it would be like made it way too difficult for myself so coming back to that Facebook advertising thing that I was talking about I think this will be really useful for people here and just I the people I generally know who listen to kind of my content is they're probably running a business or wanting to run a business and you've probably seen a lot of the stuff about consulting accelerators that are out there so um oh thanks Christopher appreciate it um so what I, I think is really uh, important to understand, so like when I say those con- consulting accelerators, I'm talking about people like Sam Ovens and Russ Rafino and like uh, uh, Ty Lope. There's like a bunch of people anyway. Um, and they all kind of say the same thing about content actually, but then they, it's sort of weird. They say this thing about content in their like, uh, you know, sign up webinars I've done quite a lot of competitor research on this where they go, oh, you know, so many people out there, like if you want to be a consultant, you have to write a book and do a podcast, start a YouTube channel, do interviews, do blah. And you don't need to do any of that. But then if you look at what they're doing, often they are doing quite a few of those content marketing activities for inbound marketing, right? That's how they get super fans, like super fans see their content like, this is really great. (laughs) I want, I want to be a part of this accelerator, right? Um, so one, they contradict themselves a little bit, but uh, two, the other thing is, is what, what I've found is that if you want people to be ambassadors for your brand, they need to know the value you create before they invest money, before they invest um, too much time. It's almost like they, if they find you themselves, they're coming at this, and I know I'm repeating myself a little bit, but they're coming at this from a completely different angle. And like consultants find it super easy to make content a lot of the time, right? We actually do have quite a lot to say because to be a consultant, usually you're an expert in a particular field or you might be a, a generalist consultant, you might not be a niche consultant, but you you generally have a lot of knowledge that other people want access to. So if you can give people just enough of a taste of what you do, where it's like, wow, that was super helpful and that was super helpful and I only did a five-minute video on this, then that's you've got, you've got a lead, you know, you've got, you're building a following around people who want to hear from you. And that is what results in conversion. That's why webinars work. That's why all these things work. It's just that we're doing in a little bit more of an organic and slow way, but it's super, super powerful. Uh, And they want to share that, right? They want to kind of go on this journey with you. So I think creating something that's free, that's five or 10 minutes, Um, and that's done with, instead of thinking about how do I sell myself, it's like, how do I solve this problem for this person? And then how do I let them know that if they're the kind of person that needs help with this, like my product can help with this, or my expertise can help with this more. And they can jump on a, a, on a phone call with me. To me, that makes a lot more sense again, than, than paying to interrupt someone who isn't necessarily even searching for that 
information. So, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's it for today. I've gone, I've rambled to myself and to you <laughs> for over thirty minutes. <laughs> um, so I, I I hope that was helpful. I really um, appreciate all the positive um, comments as well. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, if you're watching this afterwards and you have more questions, obviously please do leave them in the comments, and I'll come back and. Um, and answer them or I might do another video like this as well. But this is um, the first one, obviously, and I think I'll do like one a week um, because I, I think I think this kind of style of content for our live is um, thanks, Chris, for appreciate it. I, th I think it's I think it's helpful. Right. So um, appreciate the uh, positive feedback straight away. It's like uh, instant gratification. I love that. I love that about live streaming. And, uh, yeah, tune in next week. I might do it on a Wednesday again. Uh, around this time I think kind of works for a lot of people. And, um, yeah, I've got some awesome interviews coming up as well. So uh, I had a little break from the podcasting and the interviews, but uh, that will be starting back next week and I've got some amazing guests. If you want to join me on a LinkedIn Live uh, interview for a chat, uh, just send me a message, let me know what you want to talk about and, uh, we could have a lot of fun doing that as well. So, uh, yeah, please always feel free to reach out to me. I love meeting new people. I love LinkedIn. Uh, have a good day, everyone, and speak to you soon. So there you go. That was my first live stream. Hope you enjoyed it. I mean, you're, if you're still here, you probably did. So that means that I need to remind you, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Wherever you listen to this podcast, it's it doesn't cost anything. I'm not asking you to pay for a subscription. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when I put up my next episode. So it just kind of keeps you in the loop for what's happening, right? Like you don't, that means that if you're just doing the podcast thing and you're not on social media or you maybe you want to hide from social media because, I mean, I get that. Sometimes I do that too. If you're subscribe to the podcast you'll just get a notification and then you don't have to worry oh and one more thing some beautiful beautiful people have been writing ratings and reviews for the show which is awesome it like really helps to tell iTunes that this is a good show there's all this other stuff out there now so it's actually it's quite a competitive space podcasting and you as a listener just writing a little review rating the show it really really helps for iTunes to know that this is a good show and other people need to hear the content. So if you can do that, I would really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who has been doing that. It really means a lot to me. Share this episode with your friends and share the podcast with your friends if you like the show. And I will talk to you again on Monday.